Everybody, welcome to an all new episode of Wrestling with Respect. This is our season two premiere. Yes, indeed, Jennifer. The holiday season is behind us, and we wanted to take a look back. We want to take a look back, mm-hmm. retrospective, if you will, on the year in women's wrestling, but particularly the year in review of the WWE women's division. Yes, yes. It was a year that we saw women of the WWE reach the highest mountaintops, but for most, as you will see, it was anything but a stellar year. Very, very... Yeah, and uh, you know, we kicked things off with the Royal Rumble in January. We had new women's tag team titles introduced. We had a women's WrestleMania main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started there. Along the way, we got some injuries. We got some gross misuse of talent. We got some... Unbelievably terrible booking, Mm -hmm. but we will cover the year that was the WWE Women's Division in great detail. They were the highest of highs and the lowest lowest of of lows. lows. Yes, but um, first we have a lot to just kind of catch up on real quick. Yeah, we can chat. Because it's been a while since we've talked to you guys. A lot's been happening. Uh, I think the last time we recorded, we were on the build toward the Survivor Series, I think. I think, I think Bailey had officially turned heel. That was before that, but I think we're on the build to the NXT SmackDown Raw Survivor yeah, Series, yes, yes, uh, yes, which we'll cover, you mm-hmm. know, as part of our going back. Um, you know, and currently we're kind of in a malaise right now, going up to the Royal Rumble. There's it's not, not good, people. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a lot happening. Um, we got Brock Lesnar entering number one in the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. which I find very intriguing. Um, do you think but, he'll make it the whole way through? I don't know, but I have to do. I will do have to bring something up though that I just read this morning, actually. Okay. Uh, so Bubba Ray Dudley, you know the Dudleys. Boob. Bubba, uh, he has his own podcast as well, and he. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. Dang. I don't know what we do is not that special. <laughs> Sorry, mm. uh, but he introduced a really interesting scenario that I wanted to tell you. Okay. And I'm sure you know the the, the hardcore listeners, the hardcore wrestling fans, have probably heard this already. But, he says, you got Brock entering number one, right? Mm-hmm. He has, the way he's going to book it, he's got Brock mowing through everybody. Okay. I he can gets to number 30. Possibility, He's of the only one standing in the ring. Okay. He gets to number 30. Mm-hmm. And number 30 is CM Punk. Ooh. CM Punk Ooh. now, if you guys remember back, going back into the annals of your brain, was a Paul Heyman guy. Two main Paul Heyman guys, Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. CM Punk. Now, Paul wow. Heyman is the master of the facial expression. So could you imagine his facial expression once yeah. the music hits? Oh, man, I can see it. And the crowd goes nuts. So Bubba Ray has CM Punk eliminating Brock Lesnar okay. and then challenging Brock Lesnar to a WWE title match at WrestleMania. So you got the two Paul Heyman guys. You got CM Punk returning. Wow. You got Punk, whose major hang-up when he left the company originally was that he never got a WrestleMania main event. So he gets that as well. Um, I don't like the idea of Brock Lesnar mowing through everybody. It's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. But if you're paying it off with that at the end of yeah. the Rumble, yeah, that would be pretty I'm dope. okay with that. Yeah. I'm more than okay with that. Um, that sounds good, but I don't, I don't, do you think Punk would do it? I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, 
I there's two there's two things that are that are gonna happen with this. Either he gets eliminated by number two, mm-hmm. whoever number two is, and he gets an early flight home because you know that's what he does. He gets the first segment of the show and then he goes home. I don't see him being squashed. Yeah, or he's going to eliminate like 15 or 20 guys, and then he's going to go home. I don't think there's going to be any in-between. I don't think he's going to, you know, eliminate like five or six guys. Maybe he'll eliminate a bunch of dudes, Mm -hmm. and he will pull the old rolling under under the rope and kind of chill on the sideline for a little little bit. Somebody else I was talking to. Because we know the lengthy matches are not his forte. No, they're not. Um, Not at this point in his career, anyway. Yeah. But I was talking to somebody else about this, and they said he could do the old Mr. McMahon thing where he comes out and then he sits like at the announce table, you know, for uh, 25 minutes, you know, for mm-hmm. half the match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Picks his spots, goes in, eliminates a couple guys. That's a possibility, too, albeit fucking stupid. It would be stupid. But, you know, we'll That's see what happens. Out. That is a cop out, big time. Um, so, uh, I guess we should just get into this timeline right you want we to got a lot this, of puppy? we got a lot of information to cover we so let's get started all right let's do it so we can't start a 2019 women's division review in wwe without circling back to what went down the last three months of 2018 and i'm jenny will agree with me on this and i'm sure you guys will too uh, it may be at least wwe the most important months ever in the history of women's wrestling for mm-hmm. them at the end of 2018 oh show and this will also help put the beginning of 2019 in our review. Yeah, we got to um, set it up. Into good focus and context. So we go back to October 2018. We had the first ever all-women's pay-per-view. Evolution. WWE Evolution. Uh, the event in and of itself was obviously a milestone. But many in the press felt that it was only a kind gesture to the women of WWE because they were prevented from performing at any of the Saudi Arabia shows. Yeah. Considering what happened at the tail end of 2019 and what built up through 2019, this makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because if you're looking at that as the peak and where they are now, you can kind of go back and say it was all bullshit. Do you think, in the state, given the state of the women's division now, that they would be able to pull off a successful evolution program? No, because I don't think that they could build toward it the way that, that they would need to build yeah. the build toward it. Because... If they're not using the talent correctly and they're not using the talent enough, you're not gonna. You're just gonna be throwing matches together. It's not gonna fucking mean anything. Yeah. So they can't just do three hours of Asuka, Kyrie, Saint, Bailey, and and Sasha and Charlotte, Banks and, and Charlotte and, and Becky. Becky. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. And and without Ronda there, um, it's not gonna. Come it's gonna, back, Ronda, please. <laughs> We'll see, but um, you know, and at this point, Ronda, like we said, was the face of the women's division, and mm-hmm. she was Raw Women's Champion. Uh, for all the detractors, though, this pay per view did produce one of the best matches of the year, as Becky Lynch defended her SmackDown Women's Title against Charlotte mm-hmm. in a Last Woman Standing match, and we were full steam ahead going through 2018 at the end there, mm-hmm. and the division would argu- arguably reach its peak on the build towards Survivor Series. Um, dogs digging in the corner again. Sorry about that. Uh, digging in the corner to China. <laughs> Uh, as the build toward a champion versus champion match between Ronda and Becky was at a fever pitch, Becky Lynch would suffer a legit broken nose and concussion uh, on an episode of Raw, I believe, on an errant punch from Nia Jax, unfortunately rendering Becky unable to compete at Survivor Series against Ronda. Sucks. Sucks. But in doing so, 
As we know, Becky was over like Rover and really became the hottest superstar on the roster, male or female. Mm-hmm. At Survivor Series, it was Charlotte stepping in for Becky Lynch and wrestled Ronda Rousey to a very hard-hitting match that ended in a DQ. Wait, do you, can you picture that image when uh, Nia just jacked up Becky's face and Becky's sitting there all bloody and just still kicking ass? And that's why these performers are fantastic. because oh, amazing. Con- she continued to do what she does best. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that match between Charlotte and Ronda... Um, yeah. Kendo Stick City, man. They beat the sh- awesome. lever loving shit out of each other in that match. Uh, so 2018 would culminate in a triple threat tables, ladders, and chairs match in December as Becky Lynch defended her SmackDown Women's title against Charlotte and Asuka. Asuka would be victorious and capture the title after outside interference from one Ronda Rousey. And this was my main roster match of the year for 2018 all around, men mm-hmm. and women. Uh, do yourself a favor and check it out. Great stuff. Needless to say, the women's division had an incredible amount of momentum mm-hmm. heading into 2019 and into the WrestleMania season. I think that's when you and I decided, let's do a flipping podcast about this. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, that's when the brainchild kind of started. Uh, that's when we kind of conceived the yeah. brainchild, yeah. so to speak. The momentum continued into the Royal Rumble as we had two incredible women's title matches. Asuka retaining against Becky on the SmackDown side, and Ronda defeating Sasha Banks, the boss, on the Raw side. Yes, and Asuka made Becky tap out. Mm-hmm. That will come into play later. Yes, it will. Becky Lynch would go on to win the Women's Royal Rumble by last eliminating Charlotte Flair, the queen, to move on to a title shot at WrestleMania against the opponent of her choosing, who, of course, ends up being Ronda, who she chose following uh, the following night on Raw. And if you remember, too... Um, Becky Lynch wasn't originally scheduled to be in that Royal Rumble. Right. Lana came out hurt, Thank or she God. attacked Lana, and Becky Lynch entered at number 30. Please don't say Lana. Please, let's call her the L word. <laughs> I can't deal with her. Just wait. Just, Ugh. just wait. Um, so this would begin three months build. Wow. Imagine putting all that thought and time into building a story. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. I miss that. So it would begin a three-month build towards their title match at WrestleMania. And you've heard about this, but last night I won the Royal Rumble match. And unlike Seth Rollins, I don't need much time to think. I choose you. I will say that that rumble that Becky won was much better than the first, you know, the first rumble mm-hmm. in 2018 for the women. A lot more legends showed up. Yeah. A lot more legends coming back. Yeah. Not really an NXT presence. This Royal Rumble, a larger NXT presence. Yeah. You had Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley. You had um, Casey Catanzaro. Uh, Io Shirai, I believe, was in it. So you yeah. had you had a number of up-and-coming stars. So this was better just for that fact. I think maybe the first year they were testing out the waters. And they when they saw the that waters, it worked, yeah. they're like, all right, let's effing do this thing. Very true. So on January 14th episode of Raw, the new women's tag team titles were unveiled. And it was announced that the inaugural champions would be determined inside the Elimination Chamber as six teams would compete. Man, was I pumped about that. Yes. First of all, I love elimin- Elimination Chamber matches. I love them. They're mm-hmm. awesome. Unpredictable. It gets wild. 
And uh, that one was pretty cool. But even that, I mean, they've kind of... They're doing the same thing with the Royal Rumble now where they'll announce the first entrant and the final entrant. Yeah. They've been doing the same thing with the Elimination Chamber where Mm -hmm. they're like, well, we're going to have a fatal four-way match on Raw or SmackDown and the winner will enter the chamber last and the loser will enter the chamber first. Yeah. So it takes away a little bit of element surprise, but what are you going to do? Exactly. Um, so Sasha Banks and Bailey would end up winning the tag team titles in a great match. And honestly, they were the only logical choice coming into the match to bear the flag of these new titles going into WrestleMania. And you couldn't have two. They were the only ones. Can the I tell you, ones. I was scared they would pick the Iconics because they were the not. They're the only true they tag team. They were packaged team. together yeah, already yeah, they're before the only this. true tag team, but yeah. still. Um, so meanwhile, we had the up and down build of Becky versus Rhonda. There were a lot of moving parts during this time, but basically Lynch refused a medical examination on her knee after a brawl, uh, excuse me, a brawl with Flair on SmackDown. Okay. So try to keep up folks. Is this as, as good as the build was, there was a lot of back and forth. And as as Jenny just said, there's a lot of moving parts here. Mm -hmm. Some stuff doesn't make sense. Some of it was good. So. Stephanie McMahon would interject, and she gave Lynch an ultimatum. Have her knee examined or be suspended until she does. So Lynch still refused and attacked both Stephanie and Triple H. The following Raw, it was revealed that Lynch had been medically cleared after she apologized for the attacks, and the suspension was lifted. However, Mr. McMahon overruled Triple H, whoa, and Stephanie, by suspending Lynch for 60 days and replaced her with Flair, uh, Charlotte Flair, as Rousey's WrestleMania opponent. And this is the time where a lot of people were drawing the comparisons of Becky Lynch to Stone Cold Steve Austin and kind of that every man slash every day, every woman, you know, anti-authority figure who Big time, yeah. beats up his boss and goes against the system. Mm-hmm. I mean... And it worked, you know. She she was over, but at the same time, there's no comparison, man. I mean, the guy's on a different level. Yeah. So that's just my two cents on that. Okay. You can't compare the two. On the February 25th episode of Raw, Lynch was arrested after attacking Rousey. Rousey then demanded that Lynch be reinstated and left the championship in the ring. The following week, Stephanie declared the title vacant, reinstated Lynch, and scheduled a match between her and Flair for the championship at Fastlane. Later on, however, Rousey protested that she did not vacate the title and was only trying to send a message, promoting Stephanie to hand her title back and change the stipulation of the Fastlane match. If Lynch won, she would be added back into the championship match at WrestleMania to make it a triple threat match. Becky, of course, would go on to win the match and set up the triple threat match at WrestleMania for the Raw women's title in the main event. Whoop, whoop. Mm -hmm. This was the first women's main event in WrestleMania history. I know they shoved that down our throats at the time, but that is still pretty fucking cool. Yes, and then we probably will never get another one. I mean, I hope we do, but the way things are now, I don't see it happening. Yeah. So the match became a winner-take-all match for both women's championships when Charlotte Flair defeated Asuka on the main episode of SmackDown about a week prior. Consequently, uh, pretty much burying Asuka for the remainder of the year. The match was won by Lynch, of course, Becky Two Belts, how can we forget that? And Rousey's first 
pinfall loss to date, although the ending was quite anticlimactic and to us seemed partially botched. Yeah, it was a little weird. Little um, bit. But, you know, and they came out and said that that was the way the ending was supposed to be. That's how it was scripted, and that's that was the end. But um, Tell the folks at home why it was uh, funky to us. It just looked like she, uh, Rhonda was supposed to kick out, and she didn't kick out, and the referee counted three. Mm-hmm. Or it kind of looked like also that she kicked out on two, and the referee still counted three yeah. to three. But, you know, it was an eight-hour show. By the end of the show, we were all fucking exhausted mm-hmm. from just... And we were sitting in a hotel room watching this, by the way. That's but, right. But sitting in a hotel room watching this for seven hours, pre-show drinking beer, drinking beer, beer, beer. all the stuff. By the time that that match came on, I was just like, end the show, please. <laughs> to be honest with you. Great, Becky won. Okay, good night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Speaking of WrestleMania, we must not forget that the women's tag team titles were also defended at this show. Oh. So the champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks, would actually lose the titles to the Iconics in a fatal four-way match. This? They had just oh. won the titles a month before. Mm-hmm. They were the ones... They started the women's evolution. Mm-hmm. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Greatest women's match of all time. They came to the main roster bearing that flag. Mm-hmm. These titles were introduced, not the first iteration of the titles, mind you. These titles had existed before in the 80s. But these titles, when they were introduced, everybody knew that they were winning it. Everybody knew that they were the only logical choice for those titles. To show the titles, to give them prestige. Exactly. To show how awesome they are. To give awesome them prestige. They and they were going to defend them on SmackDown. They were going to defend them on Raw. They were going to defend them in NXT, mm-hmm. where the talent was a lot better than it was on the main roster. Hugely. We never got any NXT title defenses from them, which would have been fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And they held the title for a month, uh, or two months, I should say. They didn't even get to, to go to NXT yeah. to defend and then it. they dropped them. They dropped them at WrestleMania to... A tag team that the iconics. A tag team that couldn't even lace their fucking boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> couldn't even lace their boots on a good day. Don't belong in the same ring as any anybody else that they were in this match with. That's including Nia Jackson Tamina, by the way. They don't even hold a candle to those two, and we fucking hate them yeah, too. Yeah, we do. So, and it was just fucking terrible. And you know, and there were rumors. Some of it was true, obviously, because Sasha left the company for months. Yep. Bailey was kind of booked so-so after this. This was, to me, in my opinion, the, this is where the downfall started. This, this is, is when it started, started to go yes. all to shit. So you can point toward two things from the show. Mm-hmm. Ronda leaving, mm-hmm. which she that was her own choice. Mm-hmm. She left. And taking those belts off Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. Now, would they have become irrelevant titles anyway down the line? Maybe. Maybe they would have beaten everybody. But Maybe they, they would have come... gone to NXT and started something down there. Exactly. But they should have held those titles way longer than they did. And, you know, if they were going to drop them, they should have dropped them eventually to somebody of equal talent caliber. So those two things start this downfall here in April at WrestleMania. Ronda leaving and going home, and Bailey and Sasha dropping the titles to the Iconics, and Sasha taking her ball and going home and not showing up to work for months on end. Mm-hmm. So now, the division is now in the hands of Becky Two Belts, mm-hmm. two, uh, dual champion Becky Lynch. 
and how WWE would book her in the coming months following WrestleMania would certainly lend as well to the division taking a nosedive. In comes Lacey Evans. Now, Lacey was the first entry in the Royal Rumble this year, 2019, Mm -hmm. and she had a good showing, but really didn't do anything until she defeated Natalia to become the number one contender to Becky's Raw Championship at Money in the Bank. So she wins one match and she gets a title shot. Mm-hmm. Now, at Money in the Bank, Becky Lynch would have to defend both titles. She would retain against Lacey Evans for the Raw title, but immediately thereafter, of course, Becky would drop the SmackDown title to Charlotte. Charlotte's reign would be very short-lived. That's right. Earlier in the night, Bailey would win the Money Women's Money in the Bank ladder match and about that featured Nikki Cross, Natalia, Naomi. Who? <laughs> Fuck is Naomi. <laughs> Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, remember her too? Dana Brooke and Carmella. Bailey would cash in her Money in the Bank briefcase against Charlotte immediately after Charlotte won the title, and Bailey would leave the building as SmackDown Women's Champion. Now, I want to correct something I said not two seconds ago. Okay. Bailey was booked better after Sasha left as kind of a slap in the face to Sasha for being a baby. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, you know, I'm okay. glad she did leave, though. I'm know? glad, too. But I, I, I don't think Sasha was being a baby. Mm-hmm. I think she was fucking pissed. And she was trying to prove a point. Like, okay, have your fun without me. Let's see how it goes. And we saw how it went. It was boring. Yes. And then I and I, 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 I'm, I'm skipping ahead a smidge, but we will come back to this. But when she did come back, it was awesome. And then it sucked butt. They killed that real fast. I would say that when this first became news, I would say that most people were saying that she was acting like a baby. I should correct myself there. But we're 100% behind her for what she did. Hell yeah. But as a slap in the face, they put the belt of the SmackDown title on Bailey and yeah. never win Money in the Bank and be Charlotte. So that's where we're at right now. Right decision, though, putting the belt on Bailey um, from Charlotte. So we move on from Money in the Bank to Stomping Grounds. And unfortunately, we had the brutal, terrible continuation of the Becky Lynch-Lacey Evans feud mm-hmm. as Becky would defeat Lacey in a match for the Raw Women's title. Also on the show, Bailey would retain her SmackDown Women's title against Alexa Bliss. How did Alexa earn a Ugh. title shot, you ask? By beating both Charlotte and Carmella in a number one contender's triple threat match on the June 4th episode of SmackDown. You know, I guess they could have just saved the TV time and just given the title shot to the blonde who has had the most work done. I mean, that would be the same fucking thing, right? Yep. I mean, for Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, you couldn't get Ember Moon in here. You couldn't get Naomi in here. You couldn't get Nikki Cross in here. You couldn't get anybody else that's been paying their dues. Someone from NXT. But you get three three former women's champions um, who have all of that in common. It just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But this is where we start seeing the favoritism come into play as well toward a certain type of woman. Uh, that Vince McMahon happens to love. But uh, I don't know. Lacey Evans, I love the gimmick. I love her as a heel. I think mm-hmm. she she executes. I think she lives the gimmick. Her as a baby face now is nauseating. Her as a baby face is a little nauseating. Um, My daughter. Stop it. But her as a heel was great. She's just so... God, she's greener than grass in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I, I don't know what the solution is with her. Mm-hmm. She's going to get shoved down her throats. The gimmick is a great idea. It's a great idea. And she executes it unbelievably well, like mm-hmm. I said. But... Her skills. Her skills just leave a lot to be desired. 
And she was shoved down our throats here in 2019. She's getting shoved down our throats again at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of time before she takes the with belt Dana off Brooke. Bailey. Yes, with Dana Brooke. <laughs> Dana fucking Brooke. Um, all right, I need to take a, a drink of you coffee because right? I'm getting all worked up. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. Go. <clears throat> so, it's okay, Maddie boy. <laughs> we'll get through this. Jesus. We're only halfway through the year, folks. <clears throat> We're only halfway through the year. Yep. So, in July... Here we are in July. We had Extreme Rules pay-per-view. And finally, folks, after a brutal three months, we have the conclusion, thank you, Jesus, to Lacey Evans and the Becky Lynch feud. In the main event, we had Lacey team with Baron Corbin and Becky teamed with her boyfriend, Seth Rollins, in Extreme Rules mixed tag team match. Yeah, the cuck. <laughs> to steal a line from somebody else. Yes. So in this match, both Lynch's Raw women's titles and Rollins' Universal title were both on the line. So this was actually a good match, but it was most remembered for Baron Corbin giving the end of days to Becky Lynch at the end of the match and uh, Brock Lesnar cashing in his money in the bank briefcase against Seth Rollins and walking away the new Universal champion. End of days! End of days! Out of Seth Rollins! Corbin, that was too far, man. So great. I did like the ending of that. It was good. The visual of Corbin giving Lynch the, the end of days and then... Yes. I think that... And we talk shit about Baron Corbin and I, I get into so many arguments with people on social media about, oh, he's the best heel in the fucking business now. Bullshit, man. Yeah. That guy, when he comes on my TV, I want to pick up my remote and change the channel. Yeah. Uh, the guy gets booed out of the building because nobody wants to fucking see him on TV. Nobody wants to see him... In the building because he's getting shoved down our throats, mm-hmm. much like Lacey Evans is. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, the parallels are amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I got to say that that's probably the one time where I will say that that was true heel heat that he got for doing that. Yeah, and fantastically played it on was. their part. Yeah, it was. And um, Becky Lynch took it like a man. And Becky Lynch took, took part it like in the, the man. She is yes. the man, but she took it like a man. <laughs> she she's, did. She's yes. awesome. So, um, so anyway, Bailey would defend her uh, SmackDown Women's title in another god awful feud. This time in a handicap match against blah, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Bailey would retain her women's title, and thank God for that because we really don't need another Alexa Bliss title reign. No, Love five reigns is enough, no. please. Um, so we're on July 27th in Nashville, and we had um, the one-off televised live event, Smackville. At this show, Bailey again would retain her SmackDown women's title in a triple threat match against Alexa Bliss again. And guess who else? Charlotte Flair. Because why the fuck not? Just giving title shots to the women who haven't earned it yet. Exactly. Great. And it just shows the lack of depth and the lack of... And will, unwillingness of WWE to use their entire women's roster. Yeah, I mean, control, copy, yeah, so control, You have paste. Bailey beating Alexa Bliss like three fucking times. She's beaten Charlotte, and yet they're still getting women's title matches. Yeah. Illogical. Mm-hmm. Also at this show, we had the women's tag team champions. Yes, those titles. The Remember those titles? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Somehow, <sighs> disgustingly, stupidly, ridiculously, defeat the team of Asuka and Kairi Sane, a.k.a. the Kabuki Warriors, which yes. I hate that name, by the way. They should have... They shouldn't have successfully defended the titles against anybody. Ridiculous. If you and I faced them, they should have dropped the titles to us, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yes. 
yet somehow their reign was longer than fucking Becky and not Becky. Fuck, I'm so worked out. Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey. Jesus. Well, like you said, I, I think the WWE was trying to send them a message as as much as ba- uh, Sasha was trying to send a message, the WWE was sending a message too. Like F you, we don't care. <sighs> Which is terrible. I'm repeating myself here when I say it's at this point in the year where we can clearly see that WWE has taken several steps back in regards to their booking of the women's division. Their overexposure of Becky Lynch as champion. Mm-hmm. The constant illogical plot hole written storytelling. Mm-hmm. So despite this, however, we had some decent build towards SummerSlam. Not going to lie. Natalia would win a fatal four-way match on Raw to earn a shot at Becky's Raw women's title. And Natalia would show some heel tendencies and actually cut one of the better promos of the year on Raw. She went face-to-face with Becky. Natty, your career needs something. No, it really does. It really needs something. And I'm it. And if it's, if it's one thing that I've learned in all of this, it's that I do a lot better in war than I do in love. Well, you must not be a very good lover then, bitch. (laughs) Becky, you want a war? You got a war. I'm gonna rip that greasy orange mop off your head and I'm gonna pull the horseshoe out of your ass and kick the living hell out of you. I like this, Natty. Becky went up beating Natalia at SummerSlam in a submission match to once again regain her title. So on the SmackDown side of things, Bailey actually handpicked her opponent for SummerSlam, and that would be Ember Moon. Ooh. Hooray! Okay. You I mean was... it's not a blonde with big titties? No, I guess not. I was so glad to see Ember actually getting a chance here mm-hmm. to be in a high-profile match at a big pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something she hadn't had on the main roster yet, other than you know the Money in the Bank ladder match. But she can't showcase her individual talents there. Right. She had big matches in NXT, but God damn it, what mm-hmm. lazy booking! Yes, <laughs> what lazy booking! Instead of actually building Ember up yeah. with some quality matches and have her get some victories under her belt mm-hmm. to earn. The title match, mm-hmm. they say, nah, let's just have Bailey fucking hand selector. You know, you after know they I have a tag match. There's not like female jobbers. They're there. But you don't see that. I, I feel like. Well, um, you don't need fucking female jobbers when you're burying two thirds of the roster. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, calm down there, big guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, for something like that, maybe to showcase. A superstar that needs to be well, showcased remember, for a few weeks. They Maybe did, give her some jobber shows. They did that with Lacey Evans. They did it with Lacey Evans. Oh no, they didn't. For, Lacey Evans pranced out. Ooh, excuse me. I no, they she pranced out and pranced back in. No, if you if you look back on Raw, I think she had a few weeks of jobbers, probably in her build up with Becky. Okay. Probably. Okay. Um, but you're right. I mean, they do it a lot more with the men than with the women. But I mean. Showcase a mother yeah. F every once in a while. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Exactly. Uh, but someone like Ember Moon, you know, that would be nice. Yeah. So. Oh, man. So. <laughs> Take another sip. Take another also sip. on the pre-show of SummerSlam, we would crown new women's tag team champions. Wow. Finally getting the belts off the Iconics. But wait a second. It would be the team of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Wow. Only to further make the titles more irrelevant. 
as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, at this point in the year, Bailey and Sasha, as I said, should have still been champions. Absolutely. They should have still been champions. I mean, fucking ridiculous. I would be remiss also if I didn't mention that Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus had a once-in-a-lifetime dream match as well. Mm-hmm. Trish, talk about her on the show. Love her. Yep. Despite not having a real singles match in what seemingly feels like a dozen years or so, I'm not going to pinpoint it because I really don't know, but I would assume it's been about 12 years. Mm-hmm. Stratus showed little ring rust, and this was a good match. It, it was, was a good awesome. Match. And uh, so great to see her performing against a current at a high superstar. Level. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. And the crowd was into it, and the right lady won as Charlotte defeated Trish. Mm-hmm. Though I will say that, and WWE has a tendency to do this, mm-hmm. um, I love seeing the hometown favorite go over in these matches usually. You know, they were in Toronto. Trish is from Toronto. It would have mm-hmm. been nice to see her. Get a W, but that's not going to happen because they're trying to build the future stars, you right. know, in quotes. Uh, it would be the next night on Raw, the night after SummerSlam, however, that finally the women's division would get a much-needed shot in the arm. Welcome back, Sasha Banks. Yay. She would return after months of sitting out, returning with blue hair, mm-hmm. to attack Natalia mm-hmm. and turn heel. Mm-hmm. This was fucking great. It was awesome. This was great. Uh, but would WWE book her correctly? And the answer to that is no. This was the fear that we all had mm-hmm. when she came back. We were First of all, her coming back was amazing. It was a very solemn moment. Natalia, was, her father had passed. Yeah, and she had her arm in a sling. She had her arm in a sling. From the match the night before. That's right. She was talking to the, to the crowd. And Sasha came out with her purple hair, which we know now was a wig, comes out, gives her a hug, we're all, everyone's cheering, and then she just kicks the shit out of Natty, she rips off her wig, she yes, beats her up. Yes, and this was up. a legitimate surprise, because all, nobody man. knew she was coming back, at least mm-hmm. I don't think so. I, I wasn't tipped off to it reading any of, the, any of the news or anything like that, so... She came back. It was legitimate surprise, yeah. which was awesome. I remember saying, you miss your daddy, Natty? And just kicking the shit out of her. I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And that's the Sasha Banks we all know and love from NXT. That's what we've been missing. That's what her character was missing so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now here we are in September with the Clash of Champions. Charlotte Flair, who felt she deserved a title shot after beating Trish at SummerSlam, challenged Bailey on an episode of SmackDown during A Moment of Bliss. Bailey, of course, accepted the challenge, and Charlotte, um, WWE's darling, receives yet another title shot at Clash of Champions. Yes, for beating a 42-year-old woman who hasn't wrestled in 12 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Bailey won under five minutes. She was, I mean... It was a worthless match. It was a, worthless it was a match, match to fill five or ten minutes at a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question real quick. Yes. Alexa Bliss. I felt like when she first came up to the main roster, mm-hmm. and she was actually, the first time she won the SmackDown Women's title, and she held it for a hundred or so days, mm-hmm. um, I didn't mind her so much. Yeah. I felt like she was okay. She was a great heel. Mm-hmm. She could work. A little bit. You know, not as much as some of the top dogs there. Right. But then supposedly she got injured. She had a lot of work done. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden she doesn't take any bumps. She doesn't doesn't really wrestle. She doesn't want to pop her boobs. She doesn't really wrestle. (laughs) And she has this god-awful talk show that they put her in just to get her on camera. Yeah. Um, 
I understand it's just them. Terrible. I understand yeah. them doing that stupid talk show while she was unable to perform because mm-hmm. I guess they didn't want her to lose steam because she was quote unquote hot star at that point. Steam. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take a big steam Take a steamy shit on the shit show. on the side of her show, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's terrible. I mean, it does nothing for anybody. Yeah. It doesn't. Doesn't build up any characters. I mean, it's... segments like that, mm-hmm. and I'm talking back in the 90s and even back into the late 80s when you had segments like that like Piper's Pit or the Barbershop mm-hmm. it helped build toward a pay-per-view match yeah. it helped build a feud whenever they try to do this with her show yeah. it just comes off as forced yeah. cringeworthy mm-hmm. garbage that just doesn't work yeah. and it just makes you want to change the fucking channel and it's the same stuff every time yeah. someone sits down they get interrupted they fight i mean yeah it's it's the same thing yeah. we're seeing a copy and paste mm-hmm. copy and paste copy and paste copy and paste exactly anyway i'm sorry that's okay my love so um on the raw side we had a fresh new sasha banks challenging becky for the raw women's title and it was a pretty hard hitting match the referee was knocked out towards the end and laid seemingly dead for probably 10 minutes or so as Banks and Lynch brawled into the crowd um, through the concession area, back through the crowd, into the ring. And I'm telling you, this was one of the softest ref bumps ever. Yeah. And the guy was like, like okay, the guy was is dead. He, what happened yeah. to him? <laughs> um, so... For some reason, the ref coincidentally, magically, came to and disqualified Becky Lynch. Like, if you're knocked out unconscious for 10 minutes, are you going to remember what happened right before you got knocked unconscious? Yeah, man. Enough to disqualify somebody? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. So definitely mixed reactions. And I think the mixed reactions were anger and annoyance. <laughs> yeah, because there wasn't a clean finish. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you had this hard-hitting match with no payoff. Banks should have won that match. Um, Her, she just came back. She's got this momentum. Becky's starting to lose steam a little bit because I think we're all kind of over it. I would. It should have been Sasha. I would have rather say like had Banks get her in the bank statement and had Lynch tapping out, like while the referee was out, and then Banks could go into the next pay per view saying, "I made you tap. I made you tap. I made you tap. Right. I should be the champion." Yeah. So, yeah. but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so it would be the next night of Raw where Banks would challenge Lynch to a Hell in a Cell match at the following pay-per-view for the title again. Lynch would accept. And really, for no reason whatsoever, we again see Bailey and Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title in Hell in a Cell. Because again, why the fuck not? Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retaining their women's tag team at, uh, titles against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Who? Who are those people? Exactly. I mean, what? Exactly. Uh, but, you know, we'll talk more about Sonya Deville at the end of this timeline because I got a lot to say about my girl. Yes. And I do, too. Yes. So, at Hell in a Cell, Becky Lynch would defeat Sasha Banks inside Hell in a Cell in a match that I thought far and away was the best women's match on the main roster all year long. Yeah. Not even a question. Yeah. There's no close second. I was actually of the mind that this is where you put the title on Sasha and give her a run with it as a heel. Where she is now, as of the date of the show, whatever, January, whatever, mm-hmm. is no better than where she was after WrestleMania. Exactly. I mean, she... And she it, came and she fizzled she's away. She's in purgatory. Yeah. 
So Becky's run was stale for me at this point. Mm-hmm. It still is stale for me at this point. Yeah. And I think Sasha having a good run with the belt would have helped Becky, honestly. Yeah. Becky is better when she's chasing the gold than she is with the gold. I totally agree with that. Yes. She was red fucking hot when mm-hmm. she was after Ronda. And I think you could have captured some of that here if you put the title on Sasha and you have Becky try to catch Sasha again with a payoff somewhere down the line, either at the Rumble or WrestleMania again. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get it. No. Uh, we didn't get the title switch, and Sasha really hasn't done much since. As I said, we did have a title change. However, of course, we did as Charlotte won her 10th worthless women's championship as she defeated Bailey by submission. Can I interject my yes. opinion? Why? Why is it so grand when someone says, oh, they're a whatever time title champion. Doesn't that mean you lost it that many times? That's true. That's a good argument with Cena as well, but it's what you do during your reigns and not the amount of reigns that you have. That's so um, stupid. Because if you could have, even even out of those 10, mm-hmm. if she had two good title reigns where mm-hmm. she mowed through everybody, yeah. Then I could give the argument that maybe she's one of the greatest women's champions of all time. She's also but given she didn't. fifty million opportunities. If you're getting fifty million championship exactly. titles, you're gonna get at you're least. You're gonna 10. get it exactly. <laughs> I mean, where you have Trish, who has seven, I think, mm-hmm. and her title reigns were meaningful. They yeah. were meaningful title reigns. Um, you know, Sasha Banks is a four-time champion. She's held it like she's held the title cumulatively like twenty-eight days. Mm-hmm. Four title reigns, and she hasn't hold it, held it for more than a month. Worthless. Yeah. Fucking worthless. Yeah. You're padding numbers without any meaning behind it. Right. And here, finally, actually, we also crown new women's tag team champions at Hell in a Cell, as the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane, beat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, mm-hmm. and we finally have the titles back on two capable female wrestlers who might be able to do something with them. But is it too late for the It title? might be too late. Though Nikki is great, she just really dumbs herself down. Whenever she works with Bliss, yeah, I'd love to see her get a run on her own, maybe yeah. challenge for a women's title on her own, but that's not going to happen. Um, and we actually did have the Kabuki Warriors go down to NXT and wrestle, that's defend right. the titles. I think it was Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai that they wrestled. Great match. So the following now on Raw after Hell in a Cell would start the feud between the teams of Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch and the Kabuki Warriors. We still have that shit going on now. Mm-hmm. This is back in October. That so this boring. So boring. Over it. On the following SmackDown, a newly turned heel Bailey. There it is. As she slashed her Bailey buddies. I liked. I did enjoy when yes. she she took the like a machete out. And just yeah, you've, well, you've always hated those Bailey buddies. I did. You've always hated them. Fucking things. Uh, she would reclaim her SmackDown Women's Title from Charlotte Flair in a rematch from Hell on a Cell. See. Bailey gets a rematch, and she does it the first fucking time. See that? Mm-hmm. This was also the first night of the WWE draft that saw both rosters, very disappointing for the most part, stay the same after it was all said and done, despite a few minor changes. So we had Charlotte moving to Raw, Sasha moving to SmackDown, although Charlotte had been working on Raw with the wild card rule because, you know, you got to get Charlotte on both fucking shows. Right. But that was really the only major changes. All that hype with the with the... The why can't I think of the word? Draft. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank you, darling. All that hype with the draft with Fox and 
we were so excited. We're like, this is going to be good. It's going to shake it up. You know, maybe this will, this not will to be mention, the point that ever, everything comes comes back to life. Yeah, not to mention we didn't mention the hirings of Heyman and Bischoff as the executive directors of both shows. Yeah. Which came with a lot of hype. Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah. And this draft was disappointing, too. There was like, oh, this person was drafted to here. I'm like... But you were already there. Yes. And this was it for the majority of the draft. There was yes. very, very little uh, changes. It was very lackluster. Very disappointing. Yes. So at this point, we also have the start of um, the Lacey Evans-Natalia feud, which as terrible as it sounds, may actually be the most important of the year. Yeah, I agree. So they had a pre-show match at Hell in a Cell with Natalia defeating Lacey. Um, the following night on Raw, the two squared off again in the last women's standing match that was actually very decent with Natalia winning again. Like, Natty, she's a great wrestler. She's just a little chicken bee boring on the mic, but she her skills wrestler. are fantastic. Yeah, it's like she's as boring as like a fucking, you know, pot of cold soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, so it was their rubber match that made the most headlines. So Natalia and Lacey Evans became the first women to ever wrestle in Saudi Arabia on October 31st at Crown Jewel. Natalia would win again, but the real winners were the people of Saudi Arabia, particularly the young women, who will be the ones to lead the charge for change in the country. It was extremely emotional, very special on different levels. If you didn't cry, you have no soul. I was crying. A very emotional match here in Saudi Arabia. And she had that match. And she won a victory over Lacey Evans here tonight. Yeah, and um, damn, man, I almost cried. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so important and it kind of... It, it's just... Everything that is wrong with Saudi with the Saudi Arabia shows, and there's a lot wrong with yes. it. You know, taking the money from them and you know putting on these shows. It's just there's so many things wrong with it. Mm -hmm. But seeing this was like, you know, coming up from drowning and getting yeah. that first breath of fresh air. That's a good way of putting it. You know, it, it yeah. was it was fantastic to see. And the fans went nuts for it. And you could see that they they want the change. They showed they the, the, the women and the girls in the audience just cheering them on. Lacey was crying. Natty was crying. It was unbelievable. I'm getting... Look, I have goosebumps. Do you see? Wow, look at that. Just talking about it and thinking about it. And it's, they, oh. as I said, not the best match of the year by far, but the most important match yeah. by far. It was really cool. If you guys have a few minutes, go ahead and, and check it out. I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. So, the next major show was Survivor Series. And for the first time ever, it would be between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. For the women, we would have a triple threat match between Becky Lynch, uh, who was the Raw champ, Bayley, who was the SmackDown champ, and Shayna Baszler, NXT champ. Mm -hmm. um, the build for this pay-per-view was very cool. Slightly overdone as the weeks progressed, but yeah. it was still pretty cool. It was, it was nice cool. seeing worlds collide. Yes. NXT would invade Raw and SmackDown. Raw and SmackDown would invade NXT, and so on and so forth. The match itself was good, but didn't really live up to the hype as Shayna Baszler would come away victorious as she made Bailey tap to the Kerfuda clutch. And it was a strong showing overall for NXT as the NXT women's team of Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, and Tegan Knox would defeat Raw's team of Charlotte Flair. 
Sarah Logan. Who? Who's that? <laughs> eh? Although she did make an appearance last week. Um, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Natalia, and SmackDown's team of Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Carmella, and Nikki Cross. No, Sonya Deville on this team, unfortunately. You know what? Just reading the names off of the teams, who the fuck do you think is going to win? Where's the talent? NXT! Yeah. Although the Raw team's pretty talented, too. I mean, Charlotte, Asuka, Kyrie, and Natalia. They're all talented workers, but... You know what? I digress. You are correct. Um, okay. And one thing about this women's main event, too, the triple threat match between the three champions, mm. you notice they didn't have Shayna beating Becky in that match. Yeah. Saving that shit for WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm telling you, Shayna's coming for you, Becky. Shayna's gonna you. kill She's you. She's coming for you and your title. <laughs> well, we closed out the year with the TLC pay-per-view. And geez, it became a four-woman show on Raw, really. This is boring. This is snooze-fest. Snooze-fest shit, man. Becky, Charlotte, Asuka, Kyrie, same. We got Becky versus Kyrie. We got Charlotte versus Kyrie. We got Becky versus Asuka and Kyrie in a handicap match. You we just got put sh- them in a blender and see which we one We got Charlotte versus Asuka and Kyrie in a handicap match. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in my statistics class. <laughs> oh, how many possible combinations can you make <laughs> when you have four numbered marbles in a bag? Mm-hmm. Every possible combination imaginable to the point where we got to the pay-per-view. And guess what? We We did not give give a a single fuck about this. We had a TLC match for the Women's Tag Team Championships that ultimately saw Asuka and Kyrie Sane retain their titles from Charlotte and Becky. Kyrie sustained a concussion, and we haven't seen her fucking since. Wait, can you repeat that? I fell asleep as you were talking about Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, don't. Don't do that to our listeners. (laughs) Charlotte is really doing nothing now. And for and you know we have Becky Lynch who's acting, crying everywhere <laughs> who's acting all forlorn, uh-huh. complaining that Oscar is the one woman she can't beat. Going back to last year's Rumble that we started this timeline with, uh, when she tapped out, and we're getting that match at Royal Rumble this year for the Raw Women's Title, and hopefully Becky loses. But that shit ain't gonna happen. Mm-mm. It ain't gonna happen. Ew. Asuka will be buried again because after she loses this match, what's she going to do? Yeah. She doesn't have a tag team partner as of right now. Yep. What's she going to do? Buried. Currently on the SmackDown side, we have Lacey Evans turning face, as we discussed before. Mm-hmm. And chasing Bailey's women's title. Only a matter of time before she wins it, probably at the Rumble. And Sasha Banks just sitting in purgatory with Bailey, accompanying yeah. her to ringside, getting pinned by Dana Brooke. Oh. So this is where we ended the year, basically. Oh, but Wait. Oh no. We forgot. I don't want to. Major elephant in the room, which puts a huge bow on this pile of dog shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, did you mean dog food that they dumped on on Roman? Oh, maybe dog food. Mm. Yeah, dog food, dog shit. I mean, what the hell's the difference now? Lana. Oh, Lana. And Bobby Lashley. And Rusev. Mm. And Liv Morgan. What the fuck happened there? So. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put this really quick Go ahead. into just perspective here. So Rusev and Lana, off TV for a long time. Rusev returns. No Lana. Lana eventually comes out with Bobby Lashley. They make out. We find out that Lana's been cheating on her husband with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Weeks of this shit. Weeks. Weeks of this shit. Practically fornicating on Practically camera. Practically fornicating. We had the tease of the massage. Lashley oh. giving Lana a massage. We had them in the restaurants. When Rusev got to, went to the restaurant and attacked him and he got arrested. And her voice. And her voice. Oh. Worst promo oh. in wrestling. It's just like cats 
feral cats scratching my ears. Yes. I can't even put it into words how terrible mm. this woman is. We got weeks of this shit. We got the divorce paper that they put up on the screen. We got them with Jerry Lawler signing the divorce papers. We got the, the tables match at TLC. Mm-hmm. Weeks of this stuff. We have Lashley, or we had Lana proposing to herself for Bobby Lashley. And writing then, her own vows. And then finally, on the him. last Raw, yes, writing <laughs> his own vows for her. And then finally, on the last Raw of the decade, terrible. we have the wedding. Fucking terrible. We have the wedding I of Lana and Bobby Lashley. There was a lot wrong with this wedding. There was a lot wrong. But I'm, I'm willing to look past the garbage and the terrible... I can't even talk about it. And the terribleness of this whole storyline that moved the ratings needle maybe a fraction, a fraction, to talk about Liv Morgan. So now Liv Morgan, back months before this, had lost the match to Charlotte Flair on SmackDown. And she was yelling and screaming that she had to change and she was off TV for a long time and they were going to repackage her as a new character. I swear, I was pumped about this. I'm like, oh my gosh, she is going to be, she's going to reemerge in the Firefly Funhouse. It's going to be sick. She's going to be all goth and there twisted. Were a lot of people, ah. There were a lot of people that thought this. Um, you know, I had had the idea, not only the Funhouse, but maybe her coming back and being the leader of like, a dark stable or something. Yeah. Just something completely different than the character that she had portrayed originally, which Anything. was kind of this like <laughs> lollipop like little girl that they had her playing, whatever. I-, I didn't mind her character. I didn't mind her character either. It fit with what the Riot Squad was yeah. doing. Yeah. Remember them too? Yeah. yeah. Ruby their... Riot, please come back. I have their She's shirt. been injured, yes. She's been injured and she's still going to be out for a while. But... She had neck injury, right? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Not going to lie. Not 100% sure. I completely forgot about her until the end of this fucking thing. Um, so Liv Morgan, we have her come back when the when the officiant says, is there anybody who thinks these two should not be wed? And a couple people come out. and then Her she, first husband, supposedly. Yeah. You know, these are obviously actors. His first wife. And then Liv Morgan comes out and says... I object, I object. And she comes out looking not too much different than she looked originally. Obviously, yeah, she's got she, the regular blonde hair. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the blue tongue or whatever. Right. And she comes out and she objects. Bobby Lashley says, I never touched this woman. I never had any relations with her. And she says, no, not you. And bingo. They repackaged her and had her return as a lesbian. Yes. And we love lesbians. We have no problem with lesbians. We, we have don't no care. problems, but... But seriously, all this hype, she's going to bring her back, just regular blonde hair, just regular, she's just... All right, let's put this in perspective. Let's let's backtrack for two seconds. So we mentioned Sonya Deville a couple ah, of times. Let me talk about Sonya Deville, because this pissed me off. Well, for the listeners that don't know who she is, I want to give a little bit of backstory on Sonya, like why she's but, important. Okay, fine. So Sonya Deville is the first openly lesbian WWE superstar, and... She's a very talented woman in the ring. She has an MMA background. Yes. She has the she she has the makings of, you know, with the right build, being a top level performer. That's my opinion. I 100%. think Jenny would agree with me I, as well. I totally agree with that. So quick backstory on this is that Sonia had actually gone to the heads of creative and the higher ups about working, you know, a a lesbian 
program, I guess. She is a lesbian. She's the first she's a ever lesbian. open she lesbian. To, you know, she Which is sad, to, but we're happy that it's happening. But no, no, it's, it's a huge part of who she, who she is, and it's a huge part of yeah, her character. absolutely. And she went to McMahon with an idea, and they shot, shot it down. down. They shot it down. And really, since then, she hasn't really been used on TV at all. Mm-hmm. A fucking travesty. This woman could be a woman's champion. She could but be let's a see, she's champion. missing two major factors, right? Blonde hair and big tits. Exactly. Ridiculous. Exactly. And I'm going to say this right now. She's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And that could be why. So guess what? They repackaged Liv Morgan as this character to enter this feud with Lana. And they're portraying two straight women as lesbians, both blonde, mm-hmm. both who have had work done. Mm-hmm. You can't make this shit up. What a slap in the face. What a slap in the face. For Sonya Deville. And to end the year like this and to have a story like this that it's not going to end. This is the major women's storyline going into 2020. Mm -hmm. None of the work that they're doing in the ring, none of the title matches. This is the major women's storyline going into 2020. Yeah. And we're going to get more of the shit. They had had Lana and... and, um... And Liv Morgan rolling around, punching each other. Like you a can, cat fight. You can yeah. see Lana's panties and there's cake. And come on, fucking, give me a fucking This break. is Attitude Era women shit that we got going Yeah, on. like 12,000 steps back, people. Yes. Come on. And the fact that you couldn't give Sonya Deville some creative freedom with something that defines her is a fucking crime. It's yeah. a fucking crime, it people. Is. If you can't see how wrong this is, then you're fucking blind. You're screwing over Sonia Deville. You're screwing over Liv Morgan because that was pathetic. First of all, she came out to crickets until she said she was a lesbian. Then people were interested. And you're fucking over the WWE Universe who, you know, we tune into this show week after week for some reason. where it, and, and we just get shit on with, with ridiculous gimmicky bullshit like this. Because where does she go? Because honestly, we're going to get the mixed tag team match. We're going to get this through the Rumble. This might be paid off at WrestleMania. But after this storyline, where the fuck does Liv Morgan go? Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, maybe they can put her in a storyline with Sonya Deville. Well, Sonya Deville's on SmackDown. Liv Morgan's on Raw. Mm-hmm. So unless you're going against your own rules of the draft, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? If I was Sonya Deville, I would say, fuck you, and I would go home like Sasha Banks. Yeah. I would say, fuck you, and go home like Sasha Banks. She even came out on Twitter. Her and Mandy Rose came out on Twitter, and they were saying, unbelievable, I can't believe this, there are no words, you know, just paraphrasing what they Mm -hmm. said. But they're probably not the only ones that feel that way. Yeah. And I want to go back to Rhonda leaving as well. Yeah. You notice that, and it's, it's been true throughout history, that... When someone screws McMahon over, he has a vendetta against them. Macho Man Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, although they're technically on good terms now. But Ronda took her ball and she went home. She wanted to start a family. God forbid. If you notice, after Ronda left, all of her buddies got fucking buried. All of her buddies got buried. Sonya Deville got buried. Natalia wasn't really used that well. Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi... Yeah, where's, 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 where's Naomi? Where's Naomi? I mean, I mean, her husband's a fucking criminal, but still, at the same time, it's like, why well, are you? He's gonna, getting TV time. But you're gonna punish her because <clears throat> of the shit that he did. But you know, all of her buddies aren't getting used. Mm-hmm. Vendetta. It's you're gonna leave me. My women's division is gonna go in the tank. I'm gonna forcefully put it in the tank because I'm not going to book your friends, and I'm just going to play favorites. I'm gonna play my blonde favorites. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. Um, and, you know, honestly, people, like, if you can't see that, you know, Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville 
um, was screwed. Big time. Big time. And an insulting slap to the face. Huge. Then you're fucking blind, and I don't know what to tell you. Go crawl back into your fucking hole. Yeah. I was mouth agape watching this. I'm like, and the first thing I said was, what a fucking slap in the face to Sonia as we were watching this. It's yep. ridiculous. Oh, man. So that's it. So I'm not looking too forward to 2020 as far as the women's division goes. Uh, maybe we get Ronda in the Rumble. Probably not. No. The only other woman that should win that match is Shayna Baszler. If she wins that match, she should go to WrestleMania and she should beat Becky Lynch for the title. And that's it. She's the new face of the women's division. Someone that we could get behind. And that's it. Are they going to do it? Probably fucking not. No. Charlotte's probably going to win the Royal Rumble. And that's it. And you know what? I I liked Charlotte. Charlotte was my girl for a while. But it's like, it's too much. Overexposure. No character depth. Mm-hmm. And she's just given everything. And it's it's she doesn't earn anything. And that's the common thread that we've talked about. That's the illogical booking of things. Things aren't earned. Mm-hmm. You know? You have to earn title shots. Right. You look at the title. You want us to be invested in these characters yeah. and be emotionally connected to these characters. Give them some depth. Yeah. Uh, I so, don't wanna I don't wanna end on on us being pissed because we might be at a low point, but that just means there's a lot of room for some really cool high points. I hope so. Come. And you have so much talent knocking on the door in NXT. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might say that going to the main roster is a fucking demotion mm-hmm. now. But, you know, if they don't fuck with these characters like they fucked with so many other superstars, mm-hmm. maybe we get some injection of some talent and we can rebuild this woman's division to what it was at the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> I'm going to need some funny juice after that one. I need to lighten up. <laughs> Jeez. Well, as always, uh, you know, thanks for sticking with us. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing discussion. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Yeah. Um, be, you know, join us next time. we got some great episodes lined up. Uh, we're not going to let you know who we're talking about next. It'll be a surprise. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, season two, well underway here. That's right. Uh, you can find us, of course... On Instagram. Maddie works very hard on our page, so shout yeah, out to you, trying babe. to, trying to. <laughs> uh, at Wrestling With Respect, at Spirit of Rock Pod is our network Instagram. Home, of course, of Metal Rock and Whiskey Podcast, Pretty Good for a Girl Podcast, Love on the Rocks Podcast. Uh, Unstoppable Rock Unstoppable Rock Podcast, Rock Podcast <laughs> of course. Uh, oh, tell them our Twitter. We oh, just yeah, got we Twitter, are now kids. on Twitter, although we haven't been super active. We're big but time now. Usually the thing is that we would love to live tweet during these shows, but we always, because of our schedules... And our child. And our child, <laughs> we're usually, you know, DVRing it and watching it later. Yeah. So we can't really live tweet, so, you know, we try to jump on when we can, but it's not always ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, on Twitter, we are at RespectPod, mm-hmm. if you want to follow us there. Uh, you can find me individually on Instagram, if you give a shit. Mm-hmm. At the Whiskey Obsessor, that is Whiskey Save the E. And Jenny, where can they find you? The boys and girls can find me at Rumderwoman247. And a few shout outs, as always, of course. Uh, I wanted to thank Bullets Fall for providing their their song for us, uh, I Stand Tall, which is the theme song you hear at the beginning and end of our show. Mm-hmm. They've got new music coming out this summer, they too. They have new music coming out this summer. They are in the studio right now. Check them out. Um, I want to thank uh, Keith from at Keith's Artwork for our badass thumbnail. 
that you see when you subscribe and download to our show. And of course, I want to thank Spirit of Rock Podcast Network for giving us the platform to yell and scream uh, about WWE and the way they handle their women's division. Yes. So thank you to them. Uh, and that was a ton of fun. Yeah. And I mean, the yelling and screaming just shows that we're passionate about the, the brand and the product and we, we, want it, we want them to do better because we know they can do better. They've got the talent. They just need to get the brains behind it. Exactly. Or Vince McMahon needs to retire, one or the other. Yeah, yeah or that. Yeah. So, guys and dolls, until next time, we are tapping out. Bye-bye.